the 480th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the Hockey Gambling Podcast brand new YouTube page. The hockey guys are giving away a hoodie to celebrate their new YouTube channel. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos. Welcome to episode 480, 480 of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This episode is going out to Tyrone Woodley. Uh, thank you for coming to the show. Oh, Gumby's confused. He doesn't know why I said that. Yeah, oh, no. Some, not a good... People are chuckling, though. Some people are chuckling at home. Is it not um, good that I don't? No, it's, uh, it's, I'm surprised you don't know. You're into that type I'm, of thing. Um, now I'm going to Thanks Google. for coming to the show. Should I Google it? Should I not Google no, it? Oh, you totally should Google it. See if you can get some video. I'm probably not going to Google it then. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, this goes out to Tyron Woodley. Uh, thanks for the entertainment. Um, thank you for coming to the show. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. As you've already heard, I have a co-host. His name is Gumby Vreeland. I'm glad he's here because we're doing a regional <laughs> event. And he is the king of regional events. Uh, I'm the setup man. And he is the, uh, I'm the alley. No, I'm the ooper and you're the alley. Which part of the alley oop is the alley and the oop? Is the dunk the oop? Yeah, I think the dunk's the oop. I don't know. It doesn't that? Doesn't, it seems like Oop is like giving me some. He scored the Oop. You, you don't say he yeah, scored okay. the alley. He scored the Oop. All right, fine. <laughs> I, I gave you an alley, and uh, I give you the alley. You give us the Oop with winning picks this week. It's LFA, and then maybe uh, if we have time at the end, Gumby can uh, critique uh, movie star Tyron Woodley's latest release. Okay, so yeah. man, I, <laughs> maybe I don't want to ask this question. Is he again acting like he did in that weird movie where he like, does he throw a raccoon? Am I wrong about this? Oh <laughs> yeah. He does something with a raccoon or he, he has sex with a raccoon. It was something nope. weird. I, it was something I, I weird. Remember, it was weird. I, throwing, remember, I think this one has more I to do with, I, I, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, I have not seen the video. I just saw him trending and then I saw something, something got leaked there. That's probably, it's probably all you need to know. Uh, I don't, yeah, and people gonna, are making people are making faces like that, Gumby. That's someone's reaction. I'm not going to Google any of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if a raccoon is involved. Maybe it is. That's why people. You almost faces. got me to Google this on on. Well, we're not yeah. live. That spoiler alert. We're not live when we yes. record these. But you almost just, got me to Google it, and then I would have either had to cut my reaction out or had to just <laughs> bear the the burden of you know people knowing what that face would look like because um, they would have been like, oh, Gumby's into it because they would have <laughs> had to cut it. I don't, I don't, yeah, no, first of all, I, I have no idea what it is, uh, so I won't. <laughs> Neither do I, I really. Yeah, <laughs> and I, it's funny that we're, we're now used the first three and a half minutes of this podcast yep. to talk about oh, crap. the fact that he's trending uh, and not actually have any idea what it's about. <laughs> exactly. Um, it, it was like when I told everyone, don't uh, Google Ahmed Vert, his name is that. Is this, is this Ahmed Vert adjacent? Uh, no. Ahmed Bird okay. is fighting soon, and and his is his was professional. This is not professional. Okay. Was, uh, I don't think this is supposed to see the light of day. Apparently, but I don't okay. really know. Okay. You, you don't really want to go too far down uh, those paths on the Jeff, internet. Jeff Chalks Fox goes down those paths, so you don't have to. <laughs> exactly. 
I do the work for you. So anyhow, this is not a Tyron Woodley podcast, though. Um, he hasn't been relevant in how long? Long a time. A minute, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is an LFA 174 podcast. I asked you last episode if it was a good event. You said you didn't know. You hadn't even looked at it yet. Now that you've what? looked at it, I assume... Not great. For <laughs> not, not great all right everyone is is going to what a different no look, so so listen listen if you're here because you're like give me the top four guys or gals on this card who will most likely be in the ufc soon uh you're gonna have a hard time and <laughs> if you're here because you would like to find some you know sneaky underdogs in good place You've come to the right place because no matter what go. kind of what kind of garbage fights we have going on, including, <laughs> I believe wow. we have one tomorrow on the the second episode of a yep. couple of zero zero debuting yes. fighters. Yeah, we yep. got some. You love your Amy, so that's good. We got we got I'm some chunky guy action in here. Uh, we are going to see some chunky guys later, um, yep. and so we're we're going to get to all that kind of great stuff and and hopefully give you some <laughs> all insight. That kind you of like. great stuff. Yes. That, that is the key. Uh, no odds, or at least I have not found odds yet as of this recording. I assume the same with you. No, no, no odds yet, especially because okay. this is taking place uh, next Friday, correct? The 12th. Um, oh, but we're ahead of ourselves, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so, so we're doing a little, little pre-work here to try to fill the void yeah. before the UFC returns. Um, yeah. So like these will probably be out, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. Yep. Okay um but gumby is very good at guessing or at least it's we we enjoy when he guesses and actually it's probably better if you guess incorrectly right because then when the odds drop people are like whoa gumby thought it'd be this and then they can take advantage of it so maybe you should screw up uh yeah i'm not gonna screw up on purpose because i think that <laughs> no, defeats that the ruins purpose. it yeah yeah exactly exactly all right um we've got 11 fights two of them are amateurs and this would be uh on a kind of weak lfa card if we did the amateur fights then we really would be really would be scraping the bottom of the barrel, right? So no talk about Isaiah Gomez or Apeza or Xavier Rosenblum or Dalen Jones or Jesse Midas. No yeah, disrespect. We, yeah, yeah. I thought there were you said three names there at one point in time. And it was just, <laughs> yeah, I did. Was, she has three one, names. Yeah, it was one. Yeah, or look at that. He or, he or she. Yeah. I think that's a that's a 265 fight. So I'm thinking he. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna skip think. we're gonna skip the Emmy fights here. Yeah. If it's not a he, then we're definitely covering that fight. <laughs> There's no way we're not we're not going to cover that fight. All right. Uh, before we jump into it all, it looks like I'm uh, in, in a cave again. It's pretty dark here. I'm going to tell you about Underdog Fantasy. It's going to be – goes to put it on the screen, and there it is, Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play along so your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football – MMA, it doesn't say it in the ad copy, but we know there's MMA. You can see it on your screen if you're watching on YouTube. They have MMA. I'm going to be doing underdog UFC articles for this month's events once the UFC finally stops being lazy and starts putting on events again. So um, you can look for that on uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. But yes, they have every sport over at Underdog Fantasy. And here's how you play. You simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players fantasy stats and you cash in simple as that gumby do you have a play for the peeps sure i got uh let's go demar Derozan's higher than on his points against the knicks this uh fine wednesday night that uh tips off at 8 30 so hopefully you got this in your ears right away when we drop this it's uh listed at 22 and a half i think he uh especially in a game against the knicks the bulls have been playing well lately with drummond in the middle so uh, i think uh maybe they keep it close and and demar has a nice game I took a lower then on his points a couple of days ago. I wonder if it hit. I forgot to check if it hit. 
Um, it was 23 and a half for him a couple of days ago. And I thought that's, he's, he's playing the 76ers. That's check. Everyone cares. 16 points. There you go. Boom. I know what I'm doing. Now Gumby says he's going to go off next. Bounce game. back game. Bounce, bounce back game. Yes. Bounce back game for double D. So watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on underdogs mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underlog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. That's Underlog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And as Gumby said off the top, Hockey Gambling Podcasts are giving away a hoodie because this is in celebration of Hockey Gambling Podcasts launching their new YouTube channel. They launched right around the time we launched. Uh, they're giving away HGP hoodie to celebrate. I have one of their hoodies. It's very nice. Uh, it's all, You can get it laced up like a hockey jersey. It look, looks pretty cool. Who's who's? Uh, can you hear that music blasting out of my in my ear holes right now? No, that was me. Um, okay, so sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash hgp to enter that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash hgp. Sometimes when I touch my earbuds, it plays Spotify in my ears. So I don't uh, hear it. If if uh, uh, hopefully it doesn't come through in the editing because that'll be a pain yeah. in the ass to get out of there. Whatever. People will just think I'm crazy talking about music in my brain. All right, we're gonna talk about LFA 174. We're not crazy. Uh, but that Jones versus Gen Rich, as Gumby said, is going down on the 12th, January the 12th, so a week from Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, UFC Fight Pass. It's going down in the Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. How is it in the Mystic Lake Casino Hotel, Gumby? I've never been. <laughs> You've, have you been to Prior Lake, Minnesota, though? I definitely have not been to Prior Lake, Minnesota. <laughs> you've, you've never, you haven't lived yet then, have you? Um, I must not have. Do you even know where Prior Lake, Minnesota is? I'm I do not. Yeah, I mean Minnesota. I it's a pretty big area. <laughs> it's uh next to Savage and Shakopee. Right. <laughs> it's 20 miles okay. southwest of <laughs> Minneapolis. There you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's a burb, we'll say, of Minneapolis. So that's where this is. They they've run here actually a few times. This is one of their spots. So it's going down. This is out on the 12th, 9 p.m. 11 fights. We're skipping the two Ammies at the bottom, and we're going to start with the first pro fight, which is a women's 125-pound flyweight fight, three five-minute rounds. Cheyenne Bowers, Whitney Piles are the fighters, and maybe I should get the right spreadsheet open. Um, do you, while I do that, did you have to do lots of research on uh, this today's today's event that we're covering, Gumby? Uh, not, not more than you might think to do a top to oh, the yeah. bottom LFA card. I mean, I watched Cheyenne Bowers' last fight. Her, her last fight was pretty high profile. So, um, I saw her last fight. I had seen Jade Sheely fight before, uh, Wes Schultz party time. Is it nickname party time? I feel like it's party time. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, yeah, it's party time. Good. Okay. I remembered Wes party time Schultz correctly. Yep. I'd seen him fight before. So yeah, you know, like for a LFA prelim, there's some people I've heard of. Okay, there you go. See, Gumby knows these things. Doesn't matter how obscure these fighters are. Okay, we're, I'm going to tell you about Piles first. The Punisher is the nickname. She's four and five with one knockout. She owes us some finishes. She has been knocked out three times. One known LFA, 0 one in Bellator, three and one over her last four. So she just started off slow to her career. Now, now she's now she's uh, got an emotion. She did win her last fight. It was back in June of 2022, uh, and she missed weight a few fights ago. Bowers, Cheyenne Bowers, nicknamed Shy. Great nickname. I love it. Love it when it's just a uh, just a shortening of of the first name. Uh, she's two and one with one submission. She's been submitted herself once, one and one in LFA. However, she's won two straight fights. Three years younger than Piles. Three inches of reach on her. The rest is up to you, Gumby. 
Yeah, so Bowers is going to come in here as a big favorite. Um, probably bigger than she ought to be. Um, but I, I still really like her in this fight. So Bowers, for those of you who are not familiar, uh, just be Eline Pereira in her last fight, uh, sister to Alex Pereira. Um, you know, like one of those fighters that everybody was jacked up on because she's yep. got the same exact frame as her brother and actually, to be, <laughs> yeah. to be candid, the same exact face as her brother. <laughs> same face. Yeah. Same look on the face. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it was pretty wild. And then, so then they put her against uh, Cheyenne Bowers and Bowers did extremely well with two major tools like her. And, and these are two major tools in all of her fights. Even if you want to go back to Rami stuff, clubbing left hand. You know, like she throws this like big clubbing left hand and that gets her close enough to hit her takedowns. Um, and she's tenacious in her takedowns. You know, she moved from a single leg to a double back to the other side single. Um, she does a lot of work on the mat. She's got good positioning on the mat. She uses head pressure extremely well. Like that's one of the things I like best about her when she is grappling. Um, and then if you watch uh, Piles here, I, I had to go watch Piles because I was not familiar with her. When she boxes... Uh, her her arms go from her shoulders to her opponent's face back to her own shoulders, um, hmm. which is not a good thing. Um, in in general, you know, it's kind of it's kind of the way a rock'em sock'em robot does. It just goes out and back in and out and back in. Um, and for those of you who aren't don't have the pleasure of YouTube, you could have seen me do that movement. Um, so maybe that's a oh, I wasn't watching. I should have oh, watching. You missed it, so you're gonna have to <laughs> watch go. the replay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know she's got kind of that rock'em sock'em robot action there. And for me, you know, with somebody who throws a good overhand left, I, I think that's a bad that's bad news enough. And then like Piles' takedown defense just kind of isn't up to snuff for for fighting Bowers. So I'm gonna say Bowers probably comes in here. Negative 300, negative 350. Um, you know, Piles is good enough striking that I think maybe Bowers could probably, you know, good. And when I say good enough, good enough because we're talking about like, you know, a low level women's uh, flyweight. You know, like I, I think she has good enough where she could like play spoiler if she shot a few takedowns or uh, stuffed a few takedowns. Um, that this should probably be like negative 250 or negative 225 instead of negative 350. Um, but like uh, Bowers, I still think is a safe pick here to win. All right, there we go. Gumby, very chalky off the bat, unless something is crazy with the odds when they do drop. All right, let's uh, go to light heavyweights on the men's side of the bracket. Three five-minute rounds. Mervin Miller from the United States of America versus Corey Mogenberg, United States as well. Actually, this is all until tomorrow's episode. Uh, there's a Canadian on tomorrow's episode, but yeah, a lot of America versus America action here on today's episode. All right, I'm going to tell you about Mogenberg first. The monster is the nickname. He's three and six, almost as almost <laughs> as uh, bad as Piles. Uh, one knockout, one submission. He's been knocked out five times and submitted once, so he's been finishing all his losses. Uh, I was going to say he owes his finishes, but no, he doesn't. Um, he's only gone the distance once. He owes his rounds. Oh uh, and one in LFA. Oh and two in Bellator. One and three over his last four, and he lost his last fight via submission. He used to fight at heavyweight. He's an inch taller than Miller. Miller four and zero. Oh, that's a better record. One knockout, one submission. He's been, he got, ugh. he didn't get TKO'd. He won. So he got a TKO win in his last fight. He's a regional champion or was. He probably still has it on his mantle. 10 years younger than Bogenberg. And that is it for me. I'm actually, so this is going to be wild odds, right? I, I'm going to say like yeah. negative 750 on Miller plus 500 on the return for Mogenberg. I actually think Mogenberg stands a pretty good chance here. 
Um, let's talk about strength of schedule here. Uh, because you know, if you want to talk about strength of schedule, first of all, Mervin Miller, it's bad. Uh, he hasn't fought anybody. <laughs> uh, if you look at his records, we got one and oh, there was one guy who was five and two in there, Tristan Overvig, uh, nine and 15 and four one or one four and one. Uh, and even on his Amy career, not a whole lot of names that you would be like, oh, you know, that's kind of impressive. Whereas Mogenberg, you know, like we're talking about a real bad record here, uh, three and six, but uh, we're talking about fighting Thomas Peterson now in the UFC, uh, Vladimir Govea, who's been in Bellator and his uh, pro debut was against Brendan Allen. Uh, now about to, to basically fight for a number one contender fight in the UFC yep. against uh, Marvin Vittori. Um, and he was supposed to fight Impa Kasangane. Like he, the dude's been around uh, and he's fought some pretty legit dudes. And I will also say this, this is my big selling point for, Hey, maybe take a shot on this guy in a massive underdog. Cause if I'm going to convince you, you know, to, to go in on a guy who's three and six and, and maybe, you know, hasn't looked that good. Let me give you a reason why he was a big fatty. I'm going to be honest with you. He was huge <laughs> uh, when he was at heavyweight, like, you know, we talk about chunky guys and how we like chunky guy fights. This guy fit the bill for that. And he's decided, like, I don't have the frame for that. The guy's not big, right? The guy's, what, what is he, uh, like five foot 11 or something like that? Five foot 10? Um, he's not a tall guy. And he's fighting at heavyweight and, and just clearly didn't have the frame to fight at heavyweight. So he started to cut down. I think his goal is actually to make it all the way down to middleweight. And in his last fight, he looked really good. Uh, it, it, when he throws his hands, they've still got the same power. Um, he's obviously much quicker. His cardio looks quite a bit better. He's got good work against the cage when he's fighting somebody smaller than him. He didn't have that at heavyweight and his jujitsu is kind of, he's kind of sneaky. Like I, I, in a fight, the fight he had at light heavyweight, the only one he's had so far, he, he got taken down at one point in time and he used an X guard sweep which is not a sweep you see in MMA all that often, but he used it and he like turned the corner really well, wound up on top uh, and got some weight work done on top. Now, ultimately he got outworked by a guy who was in much better shape than him. Like the guy who was fighting like a chiseled looking dude who, who clearly could crack. I, and I don't even know that Mervin Miller is that. Cause I had to go watch Mervin Miller. Cause obviously, like I said, he hasn't been fighting huge guys. Um, his hands are fast and he's got like a decent little sprawl. But, like, my biggest issue with him is that if anybody tries to shoot a takedown on him, he's mostly just fine with it. He'll go to his back and, like, jump a guillotine and, you know, try to work a triangle when he's down there. I don't know that that'll work against uh, against my guy Mogenberg here, but I also think Mogenberg could club him with something on the feet. Like, he's not more technical than Miller necessarily, not faster. But I think his pressure against the cage, Miller's willingness to go to his back, I think Mogenberg could kind of surprise everybody. So if this ends up being, uh, you know, plus five hundred, plus six hundred, you know, you could do you could do worse with your pizza money. There you go. He doesn't just tell you to take a flyer. He tells you why he likes the fighter. And now Mogenberg's your guy. You said too. So you're really he's, all in in this. Uh, my guy. He's my he's my guy. <laughs> he's your guy. So I love it. I love a chunky guy. Of course, he does love a chunky guy. It's true. We'll see how Corey Mogenberg fares. Um, in a week and a half or so. All right, let's move to a down again to a uh, straw weight. Actually, not again for the first time down to straw weight, women's straw weight, obviously. Kendra McIntyre versus Jade Sheely. I will tell you about Sheely first. One on one with 
one submission. She's been knocked out once. So a whole lot of ones going on. Uh, both her fights took place in LFA. She did win her last fight after dropping her debut. Used to fight at flyweight. 0-1 is a pro grappler. McIntyre, 2-0. 1-0 in Invicta. 1-0 in LFA. So at least high level, um, 2-0. An inch taller than Sheila. I was going to ask you if you knew much about these ladies, but uh, all their fights have been on the fairly big stage. So you probably have seen them, I assume. Yeah, I mentioned I had seen Sheely. She was one of the ones who fought. I don't know if you remember Naira Rep. Uh, Naira Rep, the, mm, no. the Bosnian bombshell. Uh, she okay, yeah, I do. Yeah, she fought in LFA a little while ago. She fought Shannon Clark, the Canadian. Um, she was also on my podcast, uh, Top Turtle MMA. Yes. So uh, I'd seen Jade Sheely by watching Naira Rep. Um, I think she's going to come in here as a dog, mostly just based on the, the fact that she's one and one and her opponents two and out. Usually on the early prelim type stuff, when you can get lines on this stuff, that's just the fact of the matter. I think McIntyre here probably we'll, we'll say negative 250 to like plus 220, 225 for Sheely. Um, and I'm actually going to go dog again here. I, I like the wrestling of Sheely. Um, in her last fight, after kind of getting outworked by Naira Rep um, and getting TKO'd in the first round, it was mostly like a standing TKO, where just like the power of Rep, and, and like you've seen her, she's jacked, like the power of Rep was just too much for her. But in her second fight, when she was able to get her wrestling going, she she worked really hard for a takedown, but did eventually get it. And then once she was on the ground, her positioning and her ability to go for an armbar when it presented itself, very impressive. Um, and when you look at McIntyre, look, first of all, I'm going to say this McIntyre is going to be a way better striker. So if you go in to watch this fight and Sheely never gets a takedown and you're like, man, Gumby said, you know, take Sheely. If she never gets a takedown, this will look atrocious. This will look really bad. McIntyre's hands way faster. Um, and she seems to have nice pressure, but the thing about having nice pressure is typically you wind up in the clinch and in McIntyre's past fights, when she's wound up in the clinch, she's tired pretty quickly. Um, to the point where she didn't particularly look all that good. And if she winds up in the clinch with Sheely, who does like to wrestle, does like to put multiple takedowns together, I can see Sheely wearing her down and eventually getting enough of the ground game going where I think she could get a sub or I, I think she could win enough rounds on the mat. So I'm going to go dog again here. I think Jade Sheely uh, probably right around plus 200. Not a big one like Mogenberg. Hey, that's that's big. Twice your money's not big enough, Gumby. Come on, that's good. On the on the regional, on the regional scene, that is good. You know, this is good. Game time. That's where you can go spend some of your winnings. Because game time is the place to go for last minute ticket deals. They are the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals and tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more, aka MMA. The game time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Here's what you got to do to snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download game time app, create an account and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And we're brought to you by Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter. This NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. You say data or data, Gumby? I say data. Correct. That is the correct way to say it. Uh, enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate. For any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets. 
to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right. The last fight we are going to cover on this here episode, uh, the one we just did, is the, was the first fight on the main uh, main card. That was McIntyre and Sheely. So the second fight on the main card will be at men's middleweight. Wes Schultz, Maurice Morris. Like I said, America versus America action. All right. Maurice, uh, Maurice, Marcus, 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 uh, Maurice, man, his, uh, his nickname's the first. So maybe he plans on having a whole bunch of Maurice Morris's, <laughs> you think? <laughs> and the next one, nickname would be the second, the third, the fourth, uh, just like George, uh, Foreman, all his kids were named George. Uh, all right. Maurice, were, yeah. the first <laughs> Morris, he is six and three, four knockouts, two submissions. He owes his rounds and he's been knocked out one time. This is his LFA debut. He's won three straight fights. He's fight at uh, heavyweight and light heavyweight was a regional champion and one no as a bare knuckle boxer. Wes party time Schultz. We have talked about him before, I guess LFA episode. We talked about him previously. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yes. I think when he fought Dylan, we... Bud, Dylan Budka, Budka, who we're going to, are we talking about him? No, did he get something? He's, UFC... He's in the UFC. Yes. Yeah. Right. Correct. He had yeah. that God awful fight with Chad Hanicum. Yeah. I block things out especially uh, things like that. All right, party time. I don't block out this nickname. I remember nicknames. Uh, party time, Schultz is 4-1 with three submissions. Never been finished in a fight. 2-1 in LFA. Won his last fight via submission. Used fight at heavyweight. One knows a pro kickboxer. Five years younger than Morris. Two inches taller. And the rest is up to Gumby to tell us how to make some money here. So Schultz is going to be a favorite. Probably negative, let's say negative 275. We'll get plus 250 on the return on Morris. Um, a lot of it just being record and resume, having fought better people, having been more visible. Um, and, you know, for those of you who have never seen Wes Schultz fight, his nickname's Party Time and it's fitting because uh, he fights like his nickname is Party Time. Um, he, I mean, like spinning stuff, you know, wacky oblique kicks, like, you know, like he, he's, he looks like he's having a damn good time in there. Um, but the most impressive part of all of that is while he's doing all that kind of like crazy striking he also mixes in like a pretty impressive wrestling game. Um, you know, like maybe people wrote off his wrestling game a little bit after fighting Budka. Budka is a really good wrestler um, and took him down a couple of times, but Schultz got right back up, um, right back to action, you know, back to throwing weird spinning back fists and, you know, Superman punches and stuff like that. Um, and I think he's going to have an easy enough time uh, doing some of that stuff to Morris. Cause first of all, Morris is one of those guys who um, he gets hit too much. He, he, you know, his, his head doesn't move off the center line enough for me. Um, when he exchanges, he just kind of plants his feet and lets it go. He, he's got decent wrestling of its own, but it's been against much worse competition than Schultz. So I think Schultz is probably going to handle that. And then the other thing too, is that Schultz is a guy who goes for submissions. Um, like if somebody, somebody shoots on him, that dude's probably going to jump a gilly. Um, but he's also got like, you know, a bunch of other types of submissions that he goes to. And in, in Morris's last fight, Morris got stunned on the feet with, with a hook and immediately shot in for a guillotine and, and damn near almost got guillotined. I think against Schultz, he would have gotten guillotine. Schultz is just being a little sharper there. So I'm going to say e either Schultz by tagging back here or just by like absolutely decimating him on the ground with the wrestling. All right. So Schultz, the pick. what was the official line that you're giving us for it? I said maybe like 275. I I probably use him as a parlay piece up and through the 300s. Throw him in a parlay is what you're saying. 
Yeah, yeah. All you right. could probably you could probably use him and Bowers in a parlay. That probably wouldn't be a bad way to start your night. There you go. All right, let's I'll recap quickly. We'll get out of your ears. We'll get back in your ears and or your eyes tomorrow um, with the rest of this card. Dan's got Schultz. He's got Sheely. He's got Mogenberg. He's got Bowers, right? That's right. And we have more fun in our Discord, sportsgamingpodcast.com slash Discord. So get in there and chat with us and the rest of the, the gens or on Twitter. We're at SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that for us. He's at Gumby Reland. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer on there and on Instagram. Uh, get into my Substack, moneymma.substack.com. Gummy's got Top Turtle MMA podcast. I just listened to his interview with Jim Miller and Weston. Weston, what's his name again? Gummy. Wilson. Weston, Weston, Weston Wilson. Weston Wilson. So make sure you listen to that as well. And then all good things in the sports gambling sphere can be found at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And don't forget about sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon to help us crush corporate gambling. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. It'll be party time, Jeff Fox. And the first, Gumby Vreeland will be with me as well. Bye.